0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be. And welcome to the Groovy Podcast. This is episode 69, which you're supposed to go nice, right? I mean, that's the the meme. On any rate, season three. I can
1: tell you what's nice about it is that it's the first episode of our third season. Right. Ken, we made it to third season.
0: Episode one. Yes, my name is Ken Cousin, podcasting from... Marlboro, Connecticut, and I am joined by my good friend.
1: I'm Baruch Sadogurski, podcasting from Sunnyvale, California. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody.
0: Yeah, definitely. Happy New Year. Did you have a good holiday?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was was a lot of fun. We had some friends over. That was great. How about you?
0: Oh, good. I assume you didn't go anywhere. For you, a holiday is probably not traveling, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Exactly. (laughs) It it was
1: great to be home.
0: Well, that's that's excellent. Is it sunny in Sunnyvale at the moment? Uh, no, it is sunny, but we are,
1: are actually under the freezing temperature at night.
0: Oh, so getting some cold the 30s,
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's okay here. It's not bad. We've had some pretty warm days for here. I mean, not for you, but for relatively warm days. We're staying above freezing these days. Uh, next week is, uh, I don't know if I told you, I'm actually on vacation next week, such as it is. This is
1: great. This is great. Enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I will be in, uh, of all places in Cabo, San Lucas down in Mexico. There's a bunch of, um, there's several current and former no fluff speakers that take uh, like an annual pilgrimage to a resort. And you know, some of them, I mean, uh, Jeff Brown will be there and, and, uh um, uh, Mark Richards, and Scott Davis, and and Neil Ford, you know a few, and and their spouses, of course. Sun and C, best vacation ever. Yeah, so I'm I'm not supposed to do any work, but I mean, if I don't have a high speed internet connection, I I just don't feel like I'm on vacation. You know, I I need to keep up with email and Twitter and doing some writing and so we'll see. Until my wife gets annoyed, then I'll I'll see how it goes. <laughs> that sounds good. So we needed to squeeze this one in, our first podcast of the new year, to make sure that we didn't uh, get delayed by more. And, of course, we don't want to fall behind the the Groovy Calamari podcast. last month.
1: I I stopped you from playing the silly game last year, but now when we're all arrested and running ready, the flame is on.
0: (laughs) Okay, so uh, should we start with the releases? What do you think?
1: Yeah, let's start, let's, um, let's cover what's new, and there are some some uh, great new releases
0: lately. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, Gradle 5.1 came out this morning. I saw the tweet about it. Um, I wound up installing it, I tried it on a couple of projects, had a, did run into an issue already, but on most projects it worked fine. Uh, the big thing in Gradle 5.1 is something that you'll probably wanna talk about, is the fact that for a given repository now, you can specify which dependencies it contains using a pattern. You could say this includes certain repositories or dis- or excludes certain uh, not repository. Pardon me, uh, includes or excludes certain dependencies. So this makes searching repositories a lot easier for Gradle because it knows which ones to search and which ones not to.
1: Yeah, um, this is uh, this is done for now uh, when especially in Android. Uh, uh, Seen, we have multiple repositories back again as we had mm. in Java 15 years ago. There are some artifacts which are in uh, JCenter, some artifacts which are in Maven Central, some artifacts which are in uh, uh, Google Google, uh, Google Maven uh, uh, Maven repository. They sometimes uh, uh, duplicate, and sometimes they are differ uh, under the under the, the same. Um, coordinates which is obviously bad and once you specified which is the right one you can actually say this uh, artifact should come from such and such repository
0: yeah it's interesting i apparently i mean i'm sure you're aware again you work for a company who deals with this sort of stuff all the time Uh, apparently this has been an extremely highly requested feature of gradle for many years the the ability to do some sort of filtering on repositories to say what dependencies are there, or which aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I saw a couple of tweets, uh, Rolf, uh, Mueller, I think, I mean, it's several others saying this is something that they have requested over and over again for a long time and, and they're very happy about it. So it looks like it's not a huge change over Gradle 5.0 other than that. That's the big change. Um, there was another thing you could do apparently with the filtering in addition to specifying a pattern for, um, dependencies. You could also put in a Maven content block and specify the functions or methods, releases only or snapshots only. Because of course many repositories mm-hmm. are are filtered that way, one or the other. Mm-hmm. That looks useful as well. Uh, beyond that, uh, I was looking through the release notes. Uh, you know, whenever you oh uh, I looks like I messed up a uh, well, something didn't render. I'll have to fix the rendering. At any rate, um Normally when you specify uh, uh when you say list uh, Gradle tasks, when you run the tasks task to see what all the tasks are in a particular Gradle build, yes. then it gives you everything and now uh, it's a minor fix you can put in dash dash group and wind up only seeing the tasks in a particular group as well. I, so we've to, I would expect
1: yeah. something that to 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 happen
0: since they have groups and that's like
1: forever. So it's kind yeah. of hard so to do Very one, but it's better
0: late than never, I guess. Mm. Uh, the other relatively big change seemed to be the idea of doing uh, target architectures for C, C++ plugins. I- Oh, I bet I put the C++ in there. I can't believe it. It looks like I've messed up some of the ASCII doc. I'm going to have to fix all that stuff. At any rate, for when you're writing um, what they call native parts, the C++ or C plugins, now apparently you can specify uh, the target machines property and specify which architectures you're using for a build. Yeah, in the ASCII doc, it says C++, so I don't know why the++ plus pluses didn't get rendered. I'll have to see if I can fix that.
1: You can just write CPP.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, but I mean, I would have thought I'd put C++ in there, but okay. Yeah, I'll put CPP, what the heck. Uh, So that was another interesting feature. I know that their implementation of Gradle for um, native projects has been something that's undergone extensive revisions relatively recently. So that's, uh, we'll see how that uh, plays out ultimately. Uh, when they finally decide they want to make a big statement about that, you know, I'm yeah. not sure when that will occur.
1: That's that's an extremely complicated domain, and and obviously they need to make sure that they do the right thing before before they announce it, because the community is also a little bit conservative, so they kind of um, a little bit stay uh, away from this new and nice and shiny toys. And I think Gradle has one kind of one shot on it to make it right. And, and they need to be very, very careful about it.
0: I think they've always felt, though, that the native space is a space where Gradle has a lot to offer. That that's something that is a, I guess you'd call it a target rich environment, if you would, you know, to see what uh, what is available out there. You know, so we'll oh, you, see.
1: Now. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. The opportunity is there. Um, on, in terms of uh, build tools per se there is nothing much going on for I don't know how many decades it's CMake uh, and and flavors of it um, dependency management they are in a much better place they have Conan uh, which is a decent good dependency management uh, for, for CC++ uh, build tools wise they do have uh, a great opportunity there that's for sure
0: Yeah, I mean, it's um, definitely useful. Uh, Of course, a lot's going to happen over there. I mean, I don't mean to jump around in our our discussions, but one of the major pieces of news from Gradle came out this morning, right? Do you want to mention that? I'm talking about Andres. Yeah, yeah. So this
1: is... um very, very much related to everything we spoke about. Andres Almer our friend, El Groovissimo, uh, El
0: Gradleissimo now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gen, not no, El Groovissimo anymore, is he? He's got to be yes, El Gradle anymore. Yeah, El, Cotliss-
1: El Cotlissimo.
0: Uh,
1: uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Joined Gradle as uh, as their second developer advocate very soon after after Jen and uh, you know what i'm personally super excited to see uh, that gradle now starts to invest more in in developer relations adding developer advocates great people both jen and andres and uh, yeah so it's kind of interesting because at least me i got this vibe from gradle that they do step actively step away from groovy and and then uh, with both hires with both Jen and Andres, it's kind of conflicting messages because both of them come from, from Groovy community. So I it will be interesting to see how uh, Andres's activity in Groovy community will change, if at all, because uh, of this move. And uh, yeah, El Cotlissimo and El Gridlissimo, we'll see how that plays.
0: Well, I, I think they would object to the characterization that they've stepped away from Groovy. I think that while they're supporting Kotlin and they do favor it, I think that they would argue that they still are enthusiastic about Groovy. Now, whether their actions match up with that, again, I, I'm not sure. And uh, certainly, though, bringing in, I mean, I think this is a major coup for Gradle. I mean, to bring in someone as high-powered as Andres Samire, you know, to, to work with their developer relations. I mean, that's, that's extraordinary. I, I was quite surprised to hear that. I think that's a, an awesome thing for them. And of course, Andres is, has so much experience and so much expertise in the groovy world. That's got to help what they're doing there. That's got to have some influence on their connection to the community. I, I hope so. I mean, and of course, as you say, Jen's been working in the groovy community for years and, and doing a lot of work there as well.
1: So we definitely. I'm I'm very intrigued by by this, and um, I'm looking forward to see what what will change in both Andres' behavior or Gradle behavior, for that matter.
0: Well, somebody did. Um, somebody did tweet that they want. They wondered how long it would be before uh, Andres had to adopt Kotlin. Um, <laughs> I would put the over under at oh an hour. I mean, it's not that he'll give up Groovy, but. I mean, Andres is the sort of person who could use multiple languages anyway. I'm sure he will also learn the Kotlin API and, and start working on that as well. The question is is, will there be feedback the other way? Will they take advantage of Andres' extensive experience in writing Gradle plugins and working with Gradle and use what he has learned inside the Gradle API itself? That'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, of course, you know much more about the life of a developer advocate. Uh, I don't actually have that title, I get, although I suppose as a one-person company, I do everything. But Of
1: course, you do a lot of developer relations, and you do them nicely, and, and you're just great.
0: Oh, well, gee, thank you, sir. But you are you actually have that job. I mean, that's you're a developer advocate on a regular basis, right? Yes. So why don't you say a few words? What do developer advocates... Because I saw there was a nice little few Twitter threads that went on during December... I think you were part of one, discussing what DevOps or even more, not DevOps, sorry, developer advocates, what they actually do and why they matter so much. And, yep. You know, you've got this soapbox here. You might as well use it for a couple of minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's all about making developers more successful with with the technology in hand. Uh, and uh, this is something that all of us in the community do a lot. Like you can, making developers successful with groovy for example describes you perfectly this is what you do so for me you are absolutely doing developer relations and and uh, training uh, is is a very big very big part of it another one is uh, writing blogs and uh, doing podcasts uh, social uh, media activities uh, obviously speaking at conferences um collecting feedback uh, being in touch with the community, building the community, improving um, how people feel about uh, technologies, all that is actually what developer advocates do.
0: So Andres certainly has been involved in activities like that for years. So that's, Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that's a natural thing for him, obviously. We will have to talk to him, however, and find out what's going to become of El That is, I agree with you, that's an important consideration there and whether there will be an El... Is it really, we're gonna go with El Gredelissimo? Gotta roll think, the R,
1: right? Uh, yeah, we, we will have to ask him because he cannot <laughs> like, stay away from this question.
0: I believe he is scheduled to appear at DevNexus, which is another thing I did wanna mention during the podcast is that, again, just an extraordinary marketing coup is that the DevNexus Conference, which is one of the largest Java-based conferences in the, in the country, you know, in the U.S., is now this year DevNexus slash two GM, Groovy Gradle, and by golly Micronaut. You know, <laughs> I
1: think that's extraordinary because what we see in in last years is that how Java conferences actually step away from Groovy, and you see less and less Groovy content in uh, conference formerly known in Java One, for example. Mm. Uh, so having Dev Nexus backing uh, the Groovy community, uh, this is this is great to see. It means that you know all the as usual the rumors the rumors about Groovy death are premature, and uh, it's 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 great to it's it's a great move. I'm I'm super excited about it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the, the 2GM home part of DevNexus just to see what they have. And they've got pre-conference training on Micronaut from IoT to GCP, no less. So they've got uh, Ryan VanderWerf is going to be there and, of course, Jeff Brown, but also uh, Graham Rocher and James Clee, and let's see who else, uh, Venkat, of course, Venkat Subramaniam, you know. But Venkat, I mean, being there, he could talk on anything, so you never yeah. know. But he's actually going to do a, a talk on Micronaut uh interestingly enough, uh both oh he ha- he couldn't leave it alone. He's got a, a talk called Micronaut the New Wiz on the Block. And then he's got a talk called Developing Micronaut Applications with Kotlin. You know, yes. Venkat, yeah, But of course, of course Venkat's working on a Kotlin book, so that's probably not really surprising. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but and, yeah. And, and
1: Venkat, yeah, he's he's Venkat.
0: Now time. you'll be at uh you'll be at Dev right? Of course. Of course. Yeah.
1: Of course.
0: I'm actually doing oh God, I I shouldn't have said anything, should I? Uh, I'm I'm doing a day long workshop on Kotlin as well, actually.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, you could you could just leave it out. I mean, yeah, I shouldn't. So happy bashing Venkat for that. They've, uh,
0: they've got an old picture of me, which I hate to replace because, well, frankly, I'll just never have that much hair again, you know. So it's kind of a shame to, to take that out. But yeah. Well, so... as
1: long as long as people will recognize you when they step into the room, it's all good.
0: Yeah, so any rate, so we'll have to do what we do normally. Uh, we'll see if we can do a podcast from DevNexus as well. I
1: think, yeah, I think that's kind of, that was been tradition as well, and we definitely should do that. We'll crash the um, night hawking stage and do a podcast there as as usual.
0: That'd be a good idea. Yeah, it was just there's, a, there's so many speakers, of course, just browsing through. I'm sure we'll be able to find some uh, interesting characters for the podcast. But we definitely... Wait a minute. Andres. Let's see. A. Almire. First, oh, there he is. Yeah, of course he's there. What's he speaking on? Just to check here. Uh, go, Java, go. <laughs> Java may be the king on the server side, but go is the new upstart. Learn how to pro- both languages can be combined to build better systems. It starts already. He hadn't even joined Gradle. He's already talking about other languages.
1: I think that's kind of, um, that since abstract before he joined Gradle, when he wasn't sure where he's going, and he was like, maybe I will do Go or whatever, now it, sh- now it will be very clear. It will be Kotlin all over.
0: <laughs> well, I see you've got two talks. You've got a Java Puzzlers, that's good, and a research study into DevOps bottlenecks, that ought to be interesting.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a a good talk. Basically, we we did a research among our customers, 5,000 customers, we picked the interesting ones, and we asked them what hold them back. And uh, there are tons of interesting surprises, uh, which is kind of a mix of very weird uh, human psychology and actual DevOps bottlenecks. I mean, we heard people defending release cycles of like a year, and saying that they feel great about it. All kind of weird shit. Uh, so that, that's that's a good talk.
0: Fascinating. Um, I guess getting back to our releases. I mean, so the, the Gradle one was this morning. I knew that was coming because they go through a certain number of uh, milestones or whatever and then suddenly something appears, but I didn't know it was coming this morning. Groovy, however, uh, had three different releases actually. Um, all of them relatively small. Uh, Groovy 2.5.5 came out, so that's the latest in the 2.5 chain, and they also are still doing maintenance releases in the 2.4 chain, so 2.4.16 is available as well. These both basically have bug fixes and small improvements, things like that. Uh, But of course, what I found interesting, and this happened, what, yesterday, the day before, Groovy 300 had its last alpha, so alpha 4 of that is now out. That's the supposed to be the last alpha release of Groovy 3 and from now on it's going to start moving to betas and moving us inexorably closer to the full release of Groovy 3.0.
1: And that's of course where the interesting stuff happens,
0: yes. Yeah, that's where so many changes are occurring in the parrot parser and everything like that is involved. We'll have lots to say about that as we get closer. Uh, We should mention, I, I rarely put it in the release notes anymore, but we should mention that of course, these things are all available under SDK Manager. You know, the the wonderful tool. Uh, I should tell you, by the way, I don't know if I told you this. I have this client now mm-hmm. that insisted I use Windows. You know, it's like, oh, Aww. Aww. I know. So I, I went out late, late last year and I got a, a Surface Pro 6, you know, one of those Microsoft. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it's a good piece of uh, hardware. It's okay. I mean, it's it's still windows. I mean, I get it, you know, but it's all right. I, I do some writing on it. I do some coding for them. You know, I mean, I, I did a training class for them with it. Uh, I would not use it as my primary computer for me just cause I'm not that wild about it. But what, what I did find though is I've been talking about that scoop tool, you know, S C O O P. Yep. It's an installation manager, much like SDK man. Yes, boy, that has been a lifesaver. That has been wonderful. I've installed uh, multiple versions of well, not multiple versions, but I've installed Grails and Gradle and and Groovy and and Kotlin and uh, Java. Multiple Java versions as well, as well as actual client side software like Eclipse. And because they, that's the other problem with this client. They also use Eclipse. You know. Um, <laughs> I know. No, I know. So if you, you can... say
1: there there is live on Windows. That's what. You yeah. Mean.
0: So uh, scoop has turned out to be very interesting to me, but it it, it still just reminds me how much I enjoy uh, SDK man and oh, yeah. Marco. I, it's still Marco Vermulen, right? Who does all the work on that? That's,
1: I didn't hear anything. anything yeah. Else. yeah. I
0: mean, I'm just I didn't check, but I I make sure it's important that we that we recognize him as often as we can because he still does all that on his own time for free, and, and that's just, I find that uh, extraordinarily generous, you know? So the least we can do is, is mention him and, and just say thank you very much for what he's doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, that's that's a very, very important project. Has uh, less to do with Groovy, but but still it's yeah. paramount for every developer, regardless of what language they, they
0: develop in. Yeah, once he finishes rewriting that in now it's different go is different from golang right those are two different languages Mm. (laughs) i don't know i'm a little fuzzy on that but at any rate he's redoing it right so that it'll run cross-platform and then we'll have sdk man on windows because right now it's only really unix yeah we
1: got that there are bunch bunch of bush scripts and uh, yeah i think go is a good is a good choice
0: yeah so we'll well when that happens we'll be sure to to talk to him about it you know to make sure that Everybody's aware of it. But in the meantime, turns out Scoop is, uh, is pretty good. Now, so that was groovy. Um, I do want to mention, by the way, that uh, I did uh, a podcast last week, you know, with, with Peter Ledbrook, or last week, last, uh, last month with Peter Ledbrook. Uh, that was really fun. It was great to, to catch up with Peter but there had been no releases to talk about, you know, significantly, certainly not in Grails. Within hours of us releasing that podcast, Grails release 3.3.9.
1: But you know what? Because you need to speak with me about the releases. Oh, really? You're the one who knows about that? No, you're the one who knows about that, but you only know about that when you are on podcast with me.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I, I didn't get the connection there. All right. Well, at any rate, since it, we haven't mentioned it yet, we'll mention it here. Grails 3.3.9 is released. Now, more importantly for my mind, uh, Graham Roche and several others at OCI uh, are now hard at work on Gradle 4. You know, and I saw Graham tweet. Oh, Gradle 4 about it. or Grails 4? Sorry, thank you. Yeah, Grails 4, right. Um, hopefully we could talk to them about it at DevNexus. Actually, I intend to harass Jeff Brown next week when I see him. You know, so what the parts of vacation? He'll be more than happy to speak with you about work. Uh, I'm sure he will be well drinking heavily, but we'll see what happens. Maybe that'll make him want to talk about all this. Okay. You know, which of course, when Andres joined uh, Gradle, that that also reminded me. I I've been thinking that all you have to do is be in the Groovy community long enough, and sooner or later, you'll wind up working for either Gradle or OCI, one <laughs> or the other. Well,
1: this is where apparently you know the companies who hire the most people, which is which is great. Uh, talking about Grails and your comment about Eclipse, I don't think we have it in the show notes, but uh, I think that uh, Groovy Grails tool tool suite for Eclipse was released like today. Is it possible? I think so.
0: Grails tool support for Eclipse.
1: Yeah, Groovy Grails tool suite for Eclipse. They. I thought that was
0: yes. done. Really?
1: Yeah, I I I think I was like extremely surprised. I think they released
0: like today. Uh, I just clicked on it, and and I think I went to the Eclipse Marketplace instead of Yeah, going
1: that's. I think that's
0: the place I'm looking. Thursday, there. January third. Yes. Wow! Yes. It is yeah. Half an hour ago. I'm shocked. Ah. I thought that was dead.
1: Yeah. Um, so I I saw it, and I'm like, well. I'm not sure but yeah yeah looks like they they released today
0: go figure look at that well I'll have to I'll have to try it out I'll have to see how that's uh, how that's working of all things yeah well thank you then uh, we'll have to add that link to the to the show notes to put that in there uh, thank you for for noticing that one very good I thought Grooving Grail's tool suite was the one real casualty of a pivotal divorce you know a pivotal leaving all that well go figure Okay, good. So we'll maybe I'll try to say something about that by the next podcast whenever we do that.
1: I'm I'm trying to see which version is it, or 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 anything. I'm I'm really not sure.
0: Mm, yeah, about I don't know.
1: So the, let's it tells the date updated. I see here is is what like March last year, and I think the Eclipse versions are not that I'm not that I know Eclipse versions, but it looks very old to me. So maybe it was just some automatic uh, like commit to the website and this is what triggered. I don't, know, I don't even remember where I saw the notification about the release. But it's definitely yeah, this does what changed.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to find out what this really means and, and find out who's behind this, you know, who's actually working on this. Because maybe we can get them to talk. Because there's still a lot of companies that are, you know, kind of locked into Eclipse-based products, and, and it would be good to know whether we have this available for them or not. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll mention that this link is in there, and there was this update, but we don't yet really know what it means. Um, on the release front also, it looks like uh, Jeb came out with a new product. Jeb yes. uh, 2.3, I believe. We've got the release notes here. Oh, that was posted actually in the Google group for Jeb. And, you know, Marcin uh, Erwin uh, said version 2.3 of Jeb has been released, and apart for, this is just from his post, apart from a small number of improvements and fixes, this release mainly consists of a large number of modules for previously unsupported HTML5 inputs, thanks to numerous contributions from Michael Kutz, K-U-T-Z. So, great. I mean, I... We we decided, you know, as we determined last year, Jeb is actually a very mature project. Yes and therefore not evolving that quickly, but it's they saw a gap and they've made some uh, updates on it. And
1: that. I guess us mentioning it that was close the the
0: release, I oh, have sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we had so much to do with that. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe you know you know it's also possible? We had nothing to do with that. That's the other option, I suppose. Yeah,
1: but we... we No, we won't go this path. It, <laughs> it was absolutely... This release was absolutely influenced by the Groovy podcast. I have no doubt about it whatsoever.
0: You, you remember how many listeners we have, right? Five. You know, I mean, we don't even know that anybody from Jeb is a listener. You know, anybody yeah, no, from don't. Jeb. So, you know, that... All right. Anyway, well,
1: we are we are influential, influential community.
0: Podcast. You know what? That reminds me. I read a very interesting article last year about so-called influencers on YouTube mm-hmm. and how much these people get paid to use some product in their videos and everything. And boy, we are missing an opportunity. I got to tell you, I mean, because all we mean? Need
1: you didn't do... get the check from from Jeb.
0: Uh, not yet, not yet, no, I mean did you get I mean, your we just mentioned it? we
1: mentioned their product last time we've we actually forwarded we we enabled
0: this release, obviously, we should get paid absolutely well, it should be direct deposit anyway, but yeah, uh but I mean, some of these people make millions of dollars It's ridiculous, yeah. and this was some woman in the fashion industry, I think who has uh, had a product go viral and then not or I mean it was just it was a crazy. I had no idea this this industry of influencers on YouTube even really existed. As much time as I spend there now, I had no idea. Now, speaking of YouTube, Hey, I've got a segue, thought of a segue. Speaking of YouTube, one thing that, that, uh, that great conf in Europe was doing last year in December is that as they built up to, uh, I think it was December 25th, they were releasing a video a day from the great conf 2018 Uh, sequence. So I put a link to, oh, a handful of them. Uh, Paul King's groovy update, of course, because that's always useful to know. Uh, Alvaro Sanchez uh, Mariscal doing uh, reactive services with Micronaut. Uh, Marco Paz, who I don't know, talked about the internet of things, capturing time series data, of course, Jen Strader talking about uh, why use Groovy Lang, how to convince your boss and others. And Zach Klein, by the way, uh, who you know, I'm sure. Uh, Zach Klein did a nice presentation on uh, Room with a View, B-U-E, building Grails apps with view.js. Uh, so, but there's a complete playlist of 43 videos and it was really a nice idea, I thought, that the great conf Twitter feed was, was highlighting a new one every day on the build up to uh, holidays.
1: Yeah, and uh, and we are now officially in the blog and other posts section of our podcast, for right. which I promise that the first blog and other post that I will mention will be uh, something new um, that it's called Tales from the Jar Side. <laughs> um, it's uh, uh, so first of all you beat you bit me to it, and that uh, was very. Neat trick of you to do to go through the YouTube influencers and what's not just to prevent me for that, but uh, anyways, it uh, tells from the jar side is this new um, newsletter from an uh, influencer uh, in uh, groovy Grails and Kotlin uh, community uh, someone called uh, Ken cousin um, so um, he does a lot of stuff um. Um, some some of it, as opposite to this podcast, is quite useful. And uh, this newsletter is one of his most uh, useful activities. And I urge everybody to go uh, to follow the link in the show notes and subscribe to the newsletter, Tales from the Jar Side. I think you know, the, first, the first one is already out.
0: You say all this, but I I didn't see you among the subscribers. You know that? Yes,
1: and I know that. that I plan to subscribe and then, as usually, (laughs) got got, uh, distracted. The good news (laughs) are that um, using this opportunity, I'm hitting the subscribe button right now.
0: Oh boy! Okay. We'll yeah, see, I mean,
1: we'll see if we can hear the notification of your <laughs> inbox now live in the podcast. Uh,
0: right. Right. No, um, I,
1: I have this. Oh, nasty I need to hat. confirm that I'm human. Sorry, I cannot do it. There is you like we need to confirm. We need to confirm that you are a human. I'm banned from subscribing to your.
0: Because YouTube. you're not willing to check the box that you're a human. Because I'm not sure I am human. I'll I'll vouch for you. Go ahead. Okay. It's all okay. right. All right. Thank you. I'll let it go. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah, I I have this nasty habit of when I have too many things to do, my solution is to start another project. You know, it's just not a a good plan, you know. (laughs) Um, I also am beginning to believe that I'm an actual writer, you know, As opposed to just a developer or a speaker or whatever, I I actually do a lot of this. So I just decided that rather than do tweet storms, you know, just doing a whole series of tweets, I thought it might be fun to actually talk about what I'm doing and what's going on. Of course, it's from the company, it's Cousin IT Incorporated from the company. But since the company only has one employee, then it's going to have a, a certain focus on what's going on with me. I've got a big year planned and I thought I would mention some of the things going on. But yeah, that's totally secondary to what we're doing in this podcast, you know, I, uh, which uh, also, of course, in the blogs and other posts was the comment about Andre Salmi-Ray at Gradle. So that's good. But the other one, did you see that, uh, that little blog post that came out, was it today? Again, just a couple hours ago. Saying uh, Apache Maven support is coming to Gradle Enterprise. <laughs>
1: Did you yeah, have a, that one? Like, uh, no, I didn't see it. It sounds very weird, uh,
0: and and I wonder what it means. Uh, well, here's the thing. I okay. First of all, let's for those listeners who don't you know use all these products all the time. Keep in mind, there's Gradle.org and there's Gradle.com. And gradle.org is the open source project, Gradle that everybody uses and everybody enjoys. I I mean, it's a a nice, useful build tool. And then gradle.com is the commercial side of Gradle Incorporated, commercial side of the company, and their primary feature is the product known as Gradle Enterprise. Gradle Enterprise builds on top of Gradle and has things like a distributed cache inside of it, it generates reports that shows the changes in builds over time. I mean, Gradle.org, the basic Gradle product, has build scans, for example. I've been using build scans yes. now for years. And those are, those are all hosted at scans.gradle.org. And a lot of people will say to me, yeah, I'd like the idea of doing a build scan, but I, I can't send my data out to Gradle. And I'm like, well, you're not really sending any data. It's just some statistics. Yeah, I know, but I'd rather have it in the firewall. Okay, well, that's Gradle Enterprise. I mean, that's one of their features. In addition, they also have a distributed cache that they can use inside the, the firewall, too. So the results of one person's task can be used to speed up your tasks, for example. You know, all those things on there. <laughs> Why are you showing that? What does it say? You are now subscribed to Tailstreet. Subscribe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. At any rate, this, pod, this, this blog post is associated with Gradle Enterprise. And it says, uh, the, the title says by Eric Wendelin, who's the head of the developer advocacy team over there, by the way. So I imagine Andres and Jen probably both report to him. Uh, says um, Gradle Enterprise will soon support Apache Maven, users will get faster Maven builds and fine grain build analysis without having to migrate. So what I believe that means is that the distributed cache that Gradle Enterprise provides will now be useful inside of a Maven build and that the build scans that they have as a fundamental part of Gradle will now also be available inside of Maven. They've got a little video here. I haven't watched it yet. It's very short, but they've got the, the 30 second video something. Uh, so I, I believe that's what's going on and we'll probably hear more about it. Oh, there's a webinar about it on January 23rd. So there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I guess yes, I guess they will have uh, they will have a Maven uh, Maven plugin that will provide um, distributed distributed caches and and build scans. We will see. We will see. Yeah, I
0: have. Uh, this really is cross pollination. It'll be very interesting to see whether this provides the hook that many Maven people will need to switch over to Gradle ultimately. You know what I mean? If they start. Taking advantage of Gradle Enterprise features with a Maven build, will they eventually go? You know, I might like to use. I mean, of course, the Gradle people don't care who who's running the build as long as they're using Gradle Enterprise, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that uh, was interesting.
1: Awesome. Interesting, what it will do because um, the it's it's a little bit different. As you mentioned, there there are like two separate things. Mm. And not necessarily the benefits of Gradle Enterprise will uh, contribute to the, uh, I would say, uh, embrace of Gradle as a build tool. I'm not sure we can do this assumption.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I, especially if they make the branch like this so that you can continue to use Maven builds and still take advantage of Gradle Enterprise features, maybe this is just really good for Gradle, you know, incorporated, I mean, rather
1: yeah, than... Yeah, A lo- rather, than the, rather than the build tool. Exactly. Yeah, we'll have to...
0: That, that's
1: what I kind of feel, but again, I don't have any numbers or whatever to, to prove or, or disprove it. It's just uh, my assumption that build scans and distributed caches are completely different from the... Uh, paradigm shift that requires to go from maven to 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 gradle it
0: sounds sounds reasonable we'll see how that plays out i of course i just noticed you've got a go t-shirt on don't you <laughs> That figures. Okay. um, That was, uh, those were all the news items. I mean, again, it's the beginning of the year. Not a whole lot went on, but boy, we had a flurry of uh, events happening today. Uh, We should mention, of course, in addition to DevNexus, the uh, Great Conf call for proposals is still out, Uh, call for papers, the Great Conf in EU, which will be at the end of May. The call for papers deadline is the end of January. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the, the Micronaut Summit is going to be in April of this year. And of course, Greech, Greech 2019 in Madrid. Well, I didn't put Madrid on there. I should do that. any rate, Greech is at the end of March, and their call for papers deadline is in about oh, 10 days, I guess. So on the 14th of, of January. So I uh, definitely encourage people to take a look at Greech, if at all possible. Uh, are yes. you looking at, Greach, by at green. You thinking of that? Is that one going to be on your calendar?
1: I am not sure because it's kind of the beginning of the really really hot season, and with my calendar is is already you know filling up for February, and March, and everything towards. So that will be that will be challenging. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I, I cannot make progresses regarding to that.
0: Yeah. I have a similar problem. I have, um, the no fluff, just stuff season, which starts at the end of February, has an event that weekend in Phoenix and I've already scheduled for it, although I haven't committed to it. So I have to decide whether I can try to get out of that or whether they kind of want me to be there, you know? Uh, so, well, keep an eye on my newsletter I'll let you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we will, we will.
0: Speaking of newsletters, uh, the latest Groovy Calamari came out at the end of last year. And it was interesting because instead of being a technical newsletter, he said that, um, what do you say that once a year he likes to do one that is simply uh, links to books that he enjoys. And and he had something about a DevOps handbook, which you might like and, and the complete Sherlock Holmes, which of course that's great, you know, and a few others, a few others in there. So just, Good to know, and, and he's such a good source of, of information for our podcast, you know whether he means to be or not, that we should certainly mention it. I'm sure he will have some podcasts coming out in the near future as well.:
1: Yeah, uh, we, and I just wanted to mention that've yeah. uh, um, we have a groovy podcast released in the new year, and I don't see Groovy Calamari is released in this year. Someone so we, is lagging behind. We're, we're
0: ahead of them huh you know you realize that that's yeah, a high yeah. high risk you know picking a fight like that is is you're, you're not supposed to pick fights that you don't have a good chance of winning you know what i mean i mean uh, this well, is,
1: what i can say is now we are leading and i want to make sure that everybody remember this moment
0: yeah okay yeah when we were we were in first yeah okay <laughs> anything else you want to any want to bring up what are you doing these days do you have any uh, conference or trips or anything jfrog related you want to market
1: uh, yes. uh, so yeah we do uh, we do a lot of uh, go conferences this year since we have uh, uh, we have announced a new um kind of repository for for go that is to go live in in the, in the nearest future, so there is a lot of interest in, in interest in Groovy community in uh, kind of artifact and dependency management. They are just starting their journey there, because um, up until very. Uh, recently their dependency management was uh, let's commit all our dependencies to source control um, kind of uh, now now it's changing and it's a it's an exciting time it feels like you know Java uh, 15 years ago uh, uh, so uh, we we do a lot of on that front and and also DevOps so that there are a events start to build up and I'm really happy that I do have these Dev Nexus in the in the relatively short like two months at least uh, when I will be able to meet all of you and it's feeling like coming home
0: I think I didn't mention the dates of DevNexus I should at least uh, uh, mention they are March 6th through 8th
1: yeah that's exactly two months from now two months I
0: think the 6th is the the the, um, workshop day and then the conference proper is the 7th and 8th I think but I'll, I'll have to check to be sure
1: yeah, it sounds sounds about right
0: yes yeah so that's down in atlanta for those who are interested in that and uh, i'll definitely see you at that point yep. okay well how about that uh, we should uh you know enjoy the fact that we are ahead of the groovy calamari podcast right yeah you know, i i don't means.
1: think it will last more than a couple of hours but now we are <laughs> in front
0: okay <laughs> it sounds good <laughs> So we will see everybody again in a couple of weeks or whatever, um, and we'll talk about that uh, later. So thank you very much for being available. Good to see you again.